Here we go, folks. We're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Got a little bit of a light crew here this morning, but uh, we're going to survive. The fall is in the air. We got a little bit of rain that's going to blow through here, but it's going to blow right back out of here probably within about an hour or two. Well, we need the rain. We do need the rain, but it's funny. Isn't it funny how north of us, Nashville <laughs> on north, has gotten a flood the last two or three days? Yeah. And we haven't gotten anything, and that's kind of the reverse. Usually yeah. there's excess rain south of, of I-40 gets it, and now it looks like uh, north has gotten it. So, anyway. Yeah, it's supposed to be out of here by about 10 o'clock, the rain is. so Okay. Well, temperature is wonderful. It'll be a great night for some high school football. And let me introduce the players. I'm Jim Ross. We've got Terry Wilcox on the board. We hey. Got, we got uh, the dynamic duo back together here. <laughs> yes. We got Sheila Hickman, who is back from just having, uh, just kind of out of whack a little bit. Coach James Dickinson has entered hey, the room. By the way, that is successful, undefeated Whitthorn Middle School head football coach James Yay, Dickinson. Whitthorn. And a Tennessee colonel. And we got Sarah Elizabeth with us. Scott, I'm awake. <laughs> yeah. Scott Sapicki is in Nashville today going to meetings. I'm sure there's all kind of fun stuff going on at the state. And so they got they got just a, a lot a whole lot of stuff. So anyway. That's uh, right. Butch, you're in here with us today. You've got something on that on your mind that you need to kind of explore with us a little yeah, bit. Yeah, good morning. We were talking earlier uh tonight a lot of a lot of high school football in the area. I believe all four High school teams located in Murray County will be playing in Murray County. Uh, our game, of course, uh, Columbia Central will be hosting the Spring Hill Raiders tonight at 7 o'clock over at Lindsey Nelson Stadium. That so, won't be much of a gate, will it? Uh, we're, <laughs> we're expecting a few people there tonight. Hopefully we'll have a, a huge crowd, uh, you know, an exciting game. Spring Hill this year is is doing better. Better, better than in years past. So now, of course, I think oh, – if, if a wise person has never said it, I'm sure they've thought it before, but past success does not guarantee future results, yeah. or, future, or past results do not guarantee future success. No. So we, we, uh, we can't rest on our laurels. We've, won, we've been fortunate to win several games in a row in the series, but, uh, again, got to take each and every game one at a time, and uh, hopefully tonight we'll uh, end the same way. Coach, you want to weigh in on that one? You know much, much about uh... – the football what you think's going to happen with those two teams <laughs> you know there's nothing like crosstown rivals oh, that's yeah true. It's, that's just, true. it's going to be large it's going to be fun and there's going to be a lot of people there large and loud it is tailgating parties uh it's it's atmosphere is going to be electric and of course unfortunately columbus sense we're going to win big <laughs> <laughs> well unfortunately no for spring hill yeah that's exactly what i meant well yeah. as coach as coach mentioned we're having our pregame uh, tailgate starting at five o'clock uh, Murray Farmers Co-op is our sponsor this week, so again, encourage everybody to come out. Uh, the band comes over and plays. Uh, the, the players walk over to the stadium. About what time? Uh, pre-game tailgate will start at five o'clock. Goes till about six thirty. Then they start breaking everything down and let people head on over to the stadium. Uh, I think there's been messages this week uh, encouraging former players from both Carver Smith and Columbia Central to be in attendance tonight. They'll be recognized uh, tonight. Uh, we'll be honoring uh, Gene and Tony Wolf as our honorary captains tonight. And then also the Gridiron will be drawing their raffle prize winners tonight. We'll be giving out, uh, picking four prizes, giving away $10,000 tonight. Hey, 
That'll get some people's attention real quick. Hope so. Yep. What about food trucks and things like that? Would that be over there in, on the tailgate? We do not normally have food trucks at the tailgate. Uh, inside the stadium, though, we do have um, the Donut Envy truck and yeah. the Oolala New Orleans-style shaved ice. So, And other concessions. And concessions. Uh, Navy ROTC, Junior ROTC, runs the concession stand, so if... Donuts or shaved ice is not your preference. If you prefer the hot dog or hamburger or popcorn, we can we can take care of you. Good. Good. Just a fun night. Coach, you want to talk about Whitthorn and what's going on this weekend with them? Final season was Tuesday night, regular season, and the playoffs start. Undefeated, by the way. Yes. Uh, Whitthorn finished first in the uh, conference. Battle Creek finished second. Mount Pleasant finished third. Spring Hill finished uh Fourth, Spring Hill, Columbia Academy, Columbia Academy, and then Spring Hill and the Yaycocks, and, and and tomorrow kicks off the first round of playoffs at Battle Creek. Battle Creek will t- take on Mount Pleasant, and tomorrow night at Columbia Academy, number one seeded with them will play Columbia Academy at six o'clock tomorrow night, and the winners of them two games will play next Thursday night at six o'clock for the championship. Good, a lot of good things. Good, all right, folks. Uh, we got a lot of other things that are going on this weekend. Yeah, the fall festival and the spaghetti stuff, or spaghetti, <laughs> chili cook-off. Hello. Yeah, there's something. I'm already ahead on uh, the Baker PTO stuff. Well, I was going to say, uh, we got Friday night and Saturday. Stuff yes. Going on. So, uh, you know, last week we had uh, Reverend Jeff Kane with us. Um, he talked about the Oktoberfest at Room in the Inn. Um, and that is uh, tonight, starting at 6 o'clock at Riverwalk Park on Riverside Drive. Um, you have multiple craft beer tastings, food trucks, and more. The games include a wiener dog race, a dog <laughs> costume contest, keg tosses, keg rolls, stein holding competitions, and other beer-related activities. Stein holding co- Let me tell you something. You hold a stein, you think that's not a big deal? Hold it out there for about two minutes straight. And see, <laughs> see how Especially heavy. those elaborate steins that they yeah, have. Yeah. Very fancy. Yeah. See how heavy they can get. <laughs> yeah. and then, Maybe that would be good therapy for yeah, for mom's arm, yeah. Well, I'll have to take up drinking beer then. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that altogether. <laughs> and then uh, the Fall Festival and Chili Cook-Off is in downtown Columbia. I think they're closing downtown midday tomorrow um to get to be able to start set set up up and everything um so they were putting up the signs uh this morning uh downtown and it will take place from 3 to 7 p.m it's tomorrow evening uh downtown the the roads will be closed so pedestrians can walk free freely among the vendors food trucks and more um it is the kiwanis chili cook-off which is an annual event they have almost 20 teams competing. So That's you can good. get all kinds of different chili. Um, <laughs> Flamethrower flame to my. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also going to be a dunk tank that featuring some of the local leaders um, to get soaked while raising money for charity. I think Carol Williams with Murray Alliance is going to be on there. I think Mayor Chaz Mulder is going to be on there and some others. Did you say uh, dunk tank? Dunk. Dunk. Oh, dunk. <laughs> no, that's Friday night. Okay? That's October first. <laughs> that's Friday night. Um, so a lot of things going on. Well, there'll be there. some music too, if I think. Yes, I mean, there's, there's going to be some tribute or Box of Rocks. Is... Box of Rocks is going to play Friday night. Friday night. 
Um, oh yes, Box Rocks is Friday night, and then they're gonna have uh, they have a list of bands playing for the Fall Fest and Chili Cookoff, and then none other than Tanya Tucker will be in town as well um, on uh, Sunday night at seven at the Mule House. Okay, and, and anybody knows anything about old co- older country music stars? <laughs> Tanya Tucker is one of those. She be it. She I is mean. it. So, in fact, I kind I kind of think she and I are the same age, and I hate I hate to see how much that dates her. <laughs> tell you really, what's her top hit? What's her top? Uh, Two sparrows in a hurricane. Yeah, she sung what Delta Don too. Delta Don. Yeah, yes. that was about you. Yes. Wasn't it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Delta Jim. You know, it's hard to believe, but Delta Don may be fifty years old. I know. Because she did it as a kid. She did, yeah. Yeah. It has to be 50 years old. And, T. Willie, I've heard rumors on the street this morning that you're probably going to win the winter dog race tomorrow night. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I like how you're wearing your leader hosing today. It looks real nice. (laughs) (laughs) I believe the Tanya Tucker event is a for breast cancer yeah it says breast cancer goodbye so um and and that is cool so uh the schedule for the chili cook-off three to five is the kiwanis chili cook-off three o'clock kara williams will be in the dunk tank uh at 315 classic vinyl 931 is going to play downtown at 345 mayor bill white is going to be in the dunk tank from mount pleasant at 4.30, Chief Smiley Ricks and the Seatown Special will be playing. Uh, at 4.30, the Dunk Tank, Mayor Chaz Mulder will be in it, from our, our mayor from Columbia. He won't raise the water level a lick. When <laughs> no. <he gets> it. <laughs> in fact, he may float on top. <laughs> at 5.15, Rachel Peck will be in the Dunk Tank. At 5.30, the Kiwanis Chili Cook-Off winner is announced. You get to vote during the chili cook-off. You taste all the different ones, and then you choose the one that you think ought to be the number one choice. Yeah, there is a People's Choice Award. Yes, there is. And then there are judges. Yes. Yes. And then at 6 o'clock, the Majestic Journey Tribute Band will be playing. And then at 6 p.m., Coach Desi Ammons will be in the dunk tank. You know, I'm sure Kara Williams, who's going to get in that dunk tank, is is uh, listening. I just want to know: Will she wear a shower cap or not? <laughs> Two you shower caps. You know, she not? she was my student, and she has been such a plus to this community. Oh yeah, does she a great just, job at she, Murray Alliance. She just has the personality and the uh, with to do that with great. Great skill, and she's just so charming herself, and I can remember now saying... And she a lot of zeal, too. Yeah, I said, Kara Williams, <laughs> would you turn around and quit talking? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, maybe a little duck tank will at least keep her quiet for half a second, at least while she's underwater. That's right. No, I, it, no, it will not. <laughs> it will not. She is a precious person. She we're is. we're blessed to have her in our community and formal mu formal queen too. Yeah, yes, yes, she is. Yes. So in all of the um all that are all the people that elected to get dunked in the dunk tank are giving um money to selected charities. So Kara's charity is the Rotary Scholarship Fund. Mayor Bill White's goes to Mount Pleasant's two hundredth anniversary celebration. Mount Pleasant's fixing to turn 200 years old and mayor chas Mulder is going to the murray county students in transition Re- rachel peck goes to the 431 ministries and coach desi amons um the columbia state uh baseball program 
All right, good. So, worthy causes. You know, worthy. I'm sorry, our our uh, member uh, <laughs> Scott Sapicki is we, not here. We would volunteer I, him. <laughs> oh, I think we need to. Does I mean, the, we've does, been talking about that for like a year. Yeah. We really got to get on this. So. Does the Hickmans have a uh, chili in the contest? No, no we do not we have do a chili not. in the contest, They're, but. Uh, I have several friends that have chili in the their, contest. Their main cook here is somewhat <laughs> handicapped. On the DA list. Yes, disabled but list. I have the most wonderful chili recipe. It's called Chasing Chili. And there it was a famous restaurant in Hollywood called Chasin's, C-H-A-S-E-N. And it was the favorite chili of Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor. Uh-oh. And they would have it brought to them wherever they were. And I have that recipe. It makes a ton of chili. But, <laughs> but so it good. is so good. It has pork and beef in it. Wow, you need and, to bring that in to us. Uh, well, I, yeah, I think I'll we kind of need to see that. Well, I'll ha- it makes, oh, it makes so much chili. But uh, I've been making that off and on for 50 years, but it has green peppers in it. Mm. It's just got a lot of extra stuff. Just everything it. that keeps you up at 2 uh-huh. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Yes. But it, and it's not real spicy, but it's just kind of mild. I bet and, you can make it that way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my son-in-law thinks everything should be flaming, but we, don't, <laughs> we, we, hardly, we hardly use salt and pepper in our he's house. He's out of radio airspace today, so he's traveling, <laughs> so he doesn't know uh, He doesn't hear that. <laughs> you know, our WKOM, WKRM has an entry in that for tomorrow. Oh, good. Oh, y'all do? Yeah, uh, our legendary TAF Airs will be heading it up. Oh, and, fantastic. Uh, they brought a big old black pot in, and uh, they're going to have it presented down there downtown and a tomorrow. a big black pot. <laughs> yeah. oh, uh, they so say, they say when, you, when you eat it, it makes you want to sing. <laughs> or, or rap, rap. Or rap. Well, saying more like better than, yeah. And they did say the the posts from the Columbia Main Street. So if you're looking about things going on downtown, the Columbia Main Street Facebook page has a lot on there. Um, it says bring your lawn chairs. So if you're going to come and enjoy the bands oh, yeah. or hang out for a while and taste a lot of chili, take you take you some folding chairs and have a have a good time. You know, I can remember pre-COVID. And I'm thinking about 10 to 15 years ago, we used to have some huge crowds on the courthouse. We, we, had we get that, some of these bands that would come yeah, in. Yeah, that Southern Fried Festival. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Kentucky Headhunters played that. That's right. Um, Russell's, and Neil Russell's Diamond Hurt. was yes. here. Yes. Uh, Neil, Neil Diamond was here. Well, I can remember Diamond Rio. Yeah, came yeah, down one they time. came. Yeah. I, well, did Little Big Town ever ever make it down here? I don't think so. I don't think they did. But but, but I, that Southern Fried Festival, well, Kiwanis works everything because we used the money for the children. But uh, that was that Southern Fried Festival was so much fun. We worked, worked and worked and worked. We sold. Uh, Coca-Cola's well, we, you know, we sell soft drinks. You know, everything's a Coca-Cola in the South. But uh, <laughs> but we, uh, yeah, but we had uh, we had so much fun doing that. And then we've had this big gap where there hasn't been anything downtown of this magnitude until they have. Main Street has come up with this idea of partner with Kiwanis and having the chili cook-off. 
as well as things going on downtown. And I think that's a, a good move. I think that's a good thing to promote community spirit. Well, yes. Sheila, I think you hit the nail on the head because we all know that for the longest time, the chili cook-off was out at Elm Spring. Yes. This just makes it a little more available to everybody. It is. Yes. And, and you should don't, have a bigger crowd. And you don't have to walk in the grass. There you go. <laughs> well, bottom line, this weekend, I mean, there's tons of stuff going on starting tonight. Football games at Central, at Mount Pleasant, at Columbia Academy. You've got the Oktoberfest over at Riverwalk Park. Tomorrow you've got the Fall Festival. You've got Columbia Central is hosting a band competition at Lindsey Nelson on Saturday. Music at the Mule House on Sunday. So just everybody get out and have a good time on this beautiful fall weekend. And yep. it all kicks off, really, starting at 10 o'clock today, T. Willie's Mewtown Mix. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, we're going to be back after these messages. It's a friendly voice, a smile, and a wave as you walk past our office or supporting our community. The Caledonian team is actively involved. Through our memberships in Kiwanis, Rotary, Murray Alliance, Circle of Excellence, volunteering in Boy Scouts and 4-H, serving on a variety of boards and more, we stay connected to Murray County. This is Perry Bowman with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, I'm Columbia Kiwanis Club member Suzanne Ganser. The Kiwanis Club and Columbia Main Street are partnering to put on a fall fest with a chili cook-off downtown Saturday, September 30th from 3 to 7. Come enjoy the music, taste the chili, or enter the cook-off. Proceeds raised by the Kiwanis go to local kids' charities. For more information or to enter the cook-off, go to the Columbia Kiwanis Facebook page. Come to enjoy the food, kids' zone, and music at this family-friendly event. We hope to see you there. You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. It's a place where chaos mixes with speed. And a playoffs weekend becomes a lifetime of memories. It's a tradition like no other. At a track like no other. And after it's all over, you still won't believe it ever happened. NASCAR Playoffs Weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. This is Jumpin' Joe Wiley, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. 
We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. This is Sarah Elizabeth, and you're listening to Inside Middle Tennessee on Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM. And we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee, and we have the real Sarah Elizabeth in with us. I am here. I am here. So, did y'all know that the dictionary added about 690 words to it? Really? And it's got to be street slang or something like that. Well, it's all different, like, new, it's, it's... Some of it's related to the, the AI artificial and intelligence some and gaming things, and some of it's like abbreviations that people use in text messages and and that kind of stuff. So OMG, um, OMG, yeah. LOL, LOL. <laughs> so I look, I look there, there. I could not read the whole list, but I looked up um, about five of them. One of them is goaded. And it's an adjective, and it's also slang, and it says, considered to be the greatest of all time. Oh, goat. goat. Yeah. yeah. Goat. Well, and, I wonder how long it took somebody to think of that. Did they got a picture of Nick Slaver next to it? I, no, sir. <laughs> I did not see that. All right, Shayla, I want to tell you, I had, uh, a, where's the bell? I, I deserved it. I, when she said goaded, I was going G-O-A-D-E-D. Yeah. Like, like you goaded somebody. Yeah. yeah. You know, you poked yeah. them or prodded right. them. Oh, yes, That's yes, right. yes. So, you know. And then um, NGL, abbreviation, informal, not going to lie. <laughs> Cakeage. There you go. Cakeage. This is a crazy This one. is funny. Cakeage is a noun, and it's a fee charged by a restaurant for serving cake brought in from outside. Sounds like portage. <laughs> But it cakeage. <laughs> so you food. take your cake with you when you go to Legends, and they'll charge you extra. <laughs> you get a cake, kind of like a cork fee. Get a, <laughs> yeah, get a, a cakeage <laughs> yeah. fee. And then cakeage. Doom scroll is a verb, and it's to spend excessive time online scrolling. So, like, you go through Instagram or Facebook, and you're 
constantly scrolling. People don't have anything The else Doom to do. Scroll. And then Cromulent. Oh, now, boy, you've lost me on that one. Adjective, informal, plus humorous, acceptable, and satisfactory. Say it again. Cromulent. 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 Not I've, n- I've never heard that word. I've never heard that word I've either. I've heard the other ones you've talked about. Yes, I've never heard that word. So, but it, it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell a story. I don't know if any of these people are listening or whatever, but I... <laughs> I was a part of a group of living historians um, for a long time. And two of them got in a car to go down to another building that we were going to. And one of them said, do you like my Pouchade? And (laughs) somebody said, what? And they had a small child and it was a Winnie the Pouchade in the back. (laughs) And so... So there was a brief discussion of what is a Pouchet? <laughs> it was a Winnie the Pooh wind of shade. And so, I was thinking about pomade slick back hair. That's <laughs> what I was so, thinking about. And so in our little group of living historians, that became a word that we would say, like you were acting Pouchet, like you were acting in a negative <laughs> manner or something. It was so funny. And I, I've always wondered if that word will have like grown and gone somewhere one day but anyway but that just shows that we're evolving as a yes, uh, as, as as a civilization we're yes. still evolving and uh, you know we talk about latin being a dead language and it, it's dead from the standpoint that uh, no new words are being added because it's just not used now ours is a living language and it will continue to change and many of the words that were added this time, by the next time, they may be obsolete. Well, I'm thinking about one word in particular that uh, that has become very common nowadays. Nowadays, I'm talking about the last five to ten years, but has an entirely different meaning originally. And it's it's political. Woke. Yeah. Can y'all imagine? I mean, we all know what woke. You yeah. Know, he woke up. Okay. Yeah. Well, he got up from sleep. Now it means something entirely different. Well, it, it is true in our language, and I think you can document this, that words seldom go up in meaning or importance, that they generally disintegrate. And words <laughs> that were perfectly acceptable go downhill. That that there's something negative, somebody like woke, somebody t- comes up with some new slant on it, and it loses its original meaning, and maybe even goes down a notch from what it was supposed and to. And original meaning is no longer prevalent. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, the new meaning is is the one that people think of now. Yeah. But there are several dictionaries in the world, and I I wanted to know a little bit about Webster's dictionary and how we got Webster's dictionary. Was that the first one? So I don't think the, or the, the Oxford English, the Oxford probably. English. Well, he is the first American dictionary. Yes. So he was born in Connecticut in 1758, and he came of age during the American Revolution. He was also a a very strong advocate of the Constitutional Convention. Um, he believed that um, in developing the cultural independence of the United States, a chief part was to be as to have a distinct language. Mm-hmm. So, um, with its own idiom, pronunciation, and style. Now, we have said on the show in the past that the south, the southern accent is the closest to the British accent still. 
Yeah. In, in some ways. But in 1806, he published a compendious dictionary of the English language. A what? Compedious. I had to do it to you, Sarah. I Sorry. know, I know. I try my best. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, and so he did that, and then also he went thereafter. He started working on his magnum opus, his major work, his major work, um, an American dictionary of the English language. He learned twenty six languages. Including Anglo Saxon and Sanskrit. Skrit. Sanskrit. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, skirt. We got her. We, we got, got her. her. And uh, in order to research the origins of his own country's tongue, he published it in 1828. Um, and it had 70,000 entries. It, I used to, I had my students memorize dates. So I always say educated people know dates. 1828, and I think about where our country was then. <clears throat> we were just pulling out of the revolution, and we were becoming our own entity. We weren't far past the War 1812, uh-uh. and there was still a large contingency in the United States that would have liked to have gone back to yes, colonial yes. rule under Britain. Yes. yes, and that was a big discussion back back then about that. But he... he um, was willing to innovate when he thought innovation meant improvement, um, he, such words as skunk, hickory, and chowder are very distinctive American vocabulary words. You would not hear those anywhere else, anywhere else. Um, and then he also urged the altering of many words of how they're spelling, like music, M-U-S-I-C-K to M-U-S-I-C. Well, so, you know, we, and, we all, you know, the Brits like to put you in everything, yeah, like, like honor and color. Yeah. And then um, center, like C-E-N-T-R-E to C-E-N-T-E-R. Yeah. And then plow to plow, P-L-O-U-G-H to P-L-O-W. So, um, but anyway, he did that and he was, when he was promoting his dictionary, he met George and Charles Merriam, and they uh, that had opened a book and printing book selling operation in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, and then they it was renamed Merriam and Webster in 1982. But they they t- worked together in 1831. So you think about the name change took a long time to happen. So, um, but. Uh, but his interest in in language is just, I used to tell the students that, imagine. I don't think we could come up with a list of that many languages if we tried. Oh, yeah, I was yes. going 26. Yeah. I, don't, yeah. I don't know that we could come up with 26 we languages. We were talking about that in the car this morning with Ellie Grace. That's just yeah. absolutely amazing. And it's amazing, the the previous famous dictionary was Dr. Samuel Johnson's English British dictionary but this one was aimed at truly uh, being truly American and using words that were part of the vernacular here and and he he was right about changing some of those spellings to make them simpler but our language is the most difficult language in the world because we have so many different blends of sounds 
Um, you can have long E or you can have short E or you can have long A or you can have short A. And then we have all these blends like AE and EE and all that. And it, it really is, if you stop and think about it, it's amazing that anybody can master English as a second language. Well, we got double meanings too. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and, yeah. But isn't it funny that, that uh, at least in the world, English is the language. Is the language of, is the language of contracts. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It is. It is. And no matter where you go, there's like you're likely to run into somebody who can speak some English. Yes. Yeah. And the other crazy thing about it, it is the language of aviation. Oh, I didn't know. Well, yeah. it would have to be. It is. It is internationally. If you're going to be an international pilot, you have to like a, from from France, for yeah. example. You have to know English. That, Yes. To, uh, to converse with the towers because it is the international aviation language. And there's like 300 terms within that that are particular to the to the, all these aviators that all mean a certain thing. And yeah. It's all kind of crazy. But still. But, yeah, it is pretty cool. And originally when it was published, one of the publishings in 1847, it cost $6 per copy. I bet you if you had That's one. That was a lot of money, though. That was a lot of money back then. I bet then. you had one now, I'd bring more than $6 oh, yeah. on the <laughs> antique road show. And it earned praises from notable figures as President James K. Polk and General Zachary Taylor. There you go. So, I think that's pretty cool. And I, when I was in Breakfast Rotary Club, they one of the things that they do in the community is they go to all the elementary schools in the county and they give all third graders their very own dictionary. Even though we have a phone that you can look up any word or spelling or whatever, giving those children a dictionary that they could have. And um, I did that several years when I was in the club. And just to see those kids light up and get their own dictionary. And we hope they use it. Now, here's a question for you. How many words are in the, the Webster Dictionary now it does. I, I guess it kind of depends. I've I, got some Webster dictionaries that are called collegiate dictionaries. Yeah, that's yes. what back in the uh, the Stone Age we, <laughs> we had to buy. Well, no, Sheila, we kind of we lived We're, back to the Stone Age. But when when uh, that was a, I guess that was a requirement when you took first year Latin, you had to have a collegiate dictionary. Yeah, and I'm I'm still, bomb, yeah, it, and I, I still I have a. French and English dictionary. I mean, yeah, French and English dictionary because of my French minor in graduate yeah, school. French to English, English to French. Mm-hmm. And that's a hard, like, when I took that class, I had to take a comprehensive French class and I had to translate French to English. And that's tough if you're, you know. Yeah. <laughs> now they got an app for it. All you got to do is point the app so I can speak to it. And, and, and they'll <laughs> yeah. literally. Somebody French could speak in it, and then, yeah. and then they'll turn around and it'll give you the English translation. I know. That's but, kind of spooky. And it's Switzerland, kind of like, how do it know? Yeah. How <laughs> do it, yeah. In Switzerland, we went to um, an elementary school. A, and, a, a junior high, middle school. And a high school. And the university. And they were all learning. They started learning English in the first grade or around that area. Where did you I, go in Switzerland? We went to Bern. Bern. Bern well, we Bern. went everywhere. We went all over, but you go Lake Lucerne. Yes, yeah, Beautiful. yeah. It's um, and I always get kind of emotional talking about Switzerland, but it's it's a beautiful place. Clean, 
And it totally. also has about four languages, doesn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. So Carol, Carol our we had our exchange student. Carol yeah, lived with us, and she spoke French, French German, German, the Swiss, Swiss German, German, a little Italian, and English, English, and something else. We've left something out, but we were at Disney World. Pig Latin. <laughs> we were we took her to Disney World and we were there and she was engaged in this great conversation with somebody and I said, Oh, what was that about? She said, Oh, he he's from Italy and he had a question and I just talked to him. I said, You speak Italian? She said, Just a little. But they put <laughs> such an emphasis on learning. That those children that we saw at all those levels were so on task, they weren't pulling up their socks and looking out the window. And and in the university, it was you could almost feel the concentration in that room. It was one of those big theater kind of mm-hmm. lecture rooms we've all been in, and you could just feel the intensity. And it was an economics class. We got, now, of course we didn't speak the language to begin with, but you could just tell from the from the way those those college folks were behaving, that they were soaking up every bit of it. That they don't, they have such a different notion about school from what we have. We don't push our children nearly enough uh, to, toward excellence. We just sort of muddle along here, and, and we do, we don't push them toward excellence like like they do. And they do from the very beginning of their. If she said. And I may have told this before. She said when they got to about junior high age, somewhere in there, they said, and we want you to write down on the piece of this piece of paper what you'd like to try. We're going to have this little experiment where you can go try a job for a while. So you write down on this piece of paper what you prefer to do for this little experiment. So they all wrote down what they wanted. And the first thing they did right was they gave no one the one that he asked for. And Carol wound up in one of those chocolate factories. This makes me think of Lucille Ball. This way, she wound up in one of those chocolate factories boxing up chocolate. And she said they did that for two weeks or whatever. And they went back to school and they said, now. Do you want to go on the university path, or you want to go the get, vocation? Yeah, or do you the want way. to go vocation? Do you want to make candy the rest of your life, or you want to go on and do something else? And, and you know that's not a bad idea to give people a, a sample of what's ahead of you. Do you want to be one of those? Then let's yeah. let's try it out. Yeah, we've got to, we've got to do some messages. But Sheila, to your point. I will tell you, I was 19 years old, and I worked out at Occidental on a metal pile, swinging a 16-pound sledgehammer busting steel, and that convinced me real quick, I need to go back to school. Oh, yes. And I did. Oh, yes. Tell you what, folks, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with Inside Middle Tennessee. As a former small business owner here in Columbia, I know how important it is to stay connected to clients and the community. That's why at Caledonian Financial, we make every effort possible to give back to this community that has given so much to us. We do this by supporting our local schools, nonprofit organizations, and community outreach programs, to name a few. We are so proud of our town. This is Blair Park Sickman with Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. 
This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. Thewelloutreach.org. Thewelloutreach.org. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. 
You're listening to the best in news, talk, sports, and music on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia, Tennessee. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Here we go, folks. We're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. He even had another guest kind of drop. (laughs) You know what he's famous for? What's that? Yeah, the most famous thing he's got going for him. He's Ellie Grace's granddad. Yeah, well, that's oh, yeah, true. exactly. There you go. with that. And you know, she, we were talking about. The- By the way, let me add one more thing. If you ever want to find him, yeah. All you have to do is look at Ellie Grace's finger because he's wrapped right around. Oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Uh, she'll say, "We'll be sitting at the dinner table," and she'll say, "Papa, I want right, to ride. Coach. I oh, I want to ride." I want to ride Gambler today, mm-hmm. not Red, our horse. Yeah. Our horses. He goes, all right, let me finish eating, and we'll go ride. And so. She's been riding every evening. That is her. I bet she's getting good at it. Yes. Yeah, that, I think that is very therapeutic for her, because as stressful as third grade is now for our children, Scott's not here, so, but. Third grade is very stressful. All of yeah. us third grade parents can attest to that. So well, you know, now Eddie, you've been thrown from a horse, and when you throw from a horse, it hurts. Now if Ellie Grace gets thrown from a horse, she bounces. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, it took us about a year to bounce her back this on. This horse, horse hadn't been ridden in about five years. Really? Uh, and now I rode it first. Okay. And put her up there. And well, he couldn't feel her. She doesn't weigh twenty pounds. No, no. <laughs> yeah, she had her horse threw her about a little over a year ago. Yeah. Oh, really? So we've been working with her for over a year to try to get her back on the horse. But she she finds great comfort in the horses, and and we like that part. We well, like. we were told. I was told when whatever the child was that I was going to have, if they did not like horses, all of our horses would be sold. So, I, from the get-go, this child <laughs> has had a horse-stuffed animal, a horse pacifier holder, a horse blanket. I mean, it... Well, yeah. now, we know she likes goats. Yes. Goats, yes. And she does that. She, she likes, likes any kind of animal. animal. Yeah. She'll <laughs> yeah. tell you right away she wants to be a veterinarian. That's good. There you go. She can't spell it, but... <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. She has quite a vocabulary. She has a wonderful vocabulary. Granny. Well, back to the words. I asked y'all off air, what is one of your favorite words? What One of my favorite words? Uh-huh. It, and Sheila knows this one well. It's called helium. <laughs> I threw one on her that Paige Chamberlain would have just been proud of her. <laughs> you know. He loved words. Well, we all well, English well, a play on words. Yeah, yes. all English teachers love words. And he was he was. I always I talk about him a lot because he was very pivotal in my life. And one of my favorite words was umbrage. Yeah, he used yeah. to take offense. I, so. I, I t- he'd say that <laughs> those those old boys would get out there to the and we'd carry on with those boys and girls in the, at the end of the hall down there, and he and they'd say something outrageous, and he'd say, "I take umbrage at that." <laughs> <laughs> what about you, T. Willie? Are you ready for this one? Yeah. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. You can't beat that one. There you go. What about you, Coach? I got the ultimate one. Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I kidded him earlier during the break. His favorite words are twos called what, Coach? 
Uh, Your favorite words are two. Roll Tide. There you go. (laughs) You have a favorite word, Papa? No, he won't talk on it. Like, he did the morning announcements when he was principal. Did him enough, didn't you? And um, I think I've told this before on the radio, but Connie Matlock was a family friend of ours. Um, and she, I actually call her to her Aunt Connie. Her and her Latin class kept up, came, kept up with Daddy's sayings. Slang. 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 For like the school year. And they made like a top. A t-shirt. A t-shirt. A t-shirt. A top, I remember, I've seen it. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> We need to bring that in. I know. It's, well, we've got one framed. We, we got, got one. One framed. I got another. So yeah. I, I well, I tell, you, I tell you what you do. The one that's framed, I yeah. want you to take a picture of it. Because I want to see it. We're going yeah. to have, we're gonna have some fun at your expense. I'm going to have it. I'll come that day and have fun with you. Oh, come on. <laughs> but you know the children listen. Because they knew he, w- they knew it was entertaining to hear what he was going to say. But they also found out what was going on at school that day. But it yeah. also sometimes it was mortifying for me. <laughs> I would lay my head down on the desk, but looking then I love. It's I, tough being the daughter. It was tough, but it was also neat that he got to watch me grow as a student in high school, and it was neat to be in the same building as him. I was asked one time why I talk like that, and I said, "Kids, listen when you talk like that. They get yeah. the message." Yeah. Well, you're talking. I mean, but you're talking in a language they understand. Yes. They loved it. It's called communication. Yeah. And today, I still get kids yeah, they come remember. to me and say, yeah. "Hickmanisms." Yeah. Yeah. You remember? It. Well, no. one thing about it, when Eddie Hickman talked, people listened. Uh, yeah. yeah. They listened out there. I promise you, they did. Yeah, but, I don't know about that now. <laughs> <laughs> then I do know. What about you, Mama? What's your favorite word? Well, I just like words in general. I like this this little word. It's from the French called jejune, J-E-J-U-N-E, and it means dull, <laughs> <laughs> not scintillating. We have these wonderful vocabulary books. I guess they're probably not stylish now called the Vocabulary Workshop, and they were the most wonderful things to teach children words in context, not on a piece of paper somewhere, but in a sentence. And and we had those for all. I even had those at Cox. I had everybody that I could get on the the vocabulary workshop and they went all the way through college level they were just excellent and when when i took the this is selfish when i took the miller's analogies when i was at um, peabody vanderbilt i had to take the miller's analogies and i have you know that when i took those things it was my vocabulary workshop list that I had taught a jillion times. <laughs> and it was so loaded. That thing was so loaded with those heavy vocabulary words that if I had not had that background, I, I would not have done well on that. And it was so skewed. You talk about these standardized tests being skewed. This was one of the questions. It said... Hawthorne is to twice told tales as Washington Irving is, and you had to pick the sketchbook. Now, who in the world would know that but an English teacher? And you know, they always talk about their questions on a test that are just completely out of sight for most people, and that's a good example. 
who in the world would know that except me and yeah. another English And teacher. I'm sitting here thinking about, you know, some of the words, like you use the word scintillating. Yeah. Yes. And and I know what it means, and it's it's a, a kind of an excitement. Yes, and all that kind sparkling, of thing. yes. Yeah, but the thing about it is, is that words like that are literally disappearing. Yeah. They're yes. gone. Yes. They well, don't we've use gone them in to language, this, don't use them in anything. Uh-uh. We've well, gone to this, what Sarah Elizabeth read out, all these abbreviations and Well, and the abbreviations, acronyms. too, I think about that, like, we abbreviate the grant programs, like the Community Development Block Grant Program is the CBDG. You yeah, know, that kind acronyms. Of, acronyms and stuff. And I get that for, for business-like stuff, but I have a hard time. I I punctuate my yeah. my text messages. I make sure I have the right thing, or sometimes autocorrect puts the wrong word there, and you know. But I can't stand people that I can't read that code. It's like reading Morse code or something. You well, know? then television is driving you crazy because every single advertisement is either about an illness or about a drug. And yes. they all, all of them, they're talking about whatever it is. They they use acronyms to, yeah. to yes. describe the quote illness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and so, you have to look up. You have to look up the illness to be sure if you need the medicine or not. <laughs> yeah. Well, and those names of the medicines, or I, we talk about coming up with names of things and why things are called a thing. I took a Scottish Enlightenment class in college in graduate school, um, and. Dr. Beeman talked about why is a chair called a chair and all that kind of stuff because that was people in the enlightenment thinking about that kind of stuff. But people naming things and like these medicine names or, or, you know, or just car names or, you know, just different things. Yeah, crazy. It's crazy. All right, folks, we got three or four minutes left. Yes. Coach, we want to go over anything. Uh, I know we've got a little bit of football. Yeah, uh, Columbia versus Spring Hill tonight. CA will host Clarksville Academy. Mount Pleasant plays Donald's Christian Academy. It's homecoming in Mount Pleasant. They had all kind of parades and stuff today. And we got Mr. Hickman sitting here, Columbia and Spring Hill. Any thoughts on that game? <laughs> Gonna be a good and gonna be a pretty good crowd out there. I understand. A, a lot of alumni is coming in. It's gonna uh, be a fun night. It's gonna be a fun night out there. Tonight. I wish you had time to tell a story about Mr. Hickman and Spring Hill and Columbia Central game, but we'll bring that up one some other time. But <laughs> I've got an interesting story telling about that. But well, but, you know, one thing, one question, because Butch Patton said it earlier. Uh, they said they're going to recognize some old yeah. Carver Smith and Central players. Yeah. Remind us when Carver Smith closed. It closed in the fall of 69. Yeah, I was going to say it was right when I think I was getting into high school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was my first year to teach. The yeah. Year they closed Carver Smith. That was a pretty big deal at that time. It was terrible. Those old federal judges ought to be persecuted for what they did to the American school children. Oh, right. yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be a great story one Friday yeah. morning. Yeah. I'd love to hear it. Uh, T. Willie, you got anything you want to announce before we close uh, g- up? Game of the week is uh, Spring Hill at Columbia. We'll be on the air on 101 at 530 with the pregame. And then at uh, 7 o'clock, it'll be on both stations, 101 and 103, uh, Columbia Central versus Spring Hill. Tomorrow, Alabama plays at uh, 5 o'clock in the evening is the pregame. Uh, the NASCAR truck race is actually on 101 starting at 1130 in the morning. And the Tennessee Vols play on 103.7 at 430. Atlanta Braves' uh, final game of the regular season uh, is on Sunday at 1 o'clock.